You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome to the Jay Parker Show. Matt Coulter, Lars is vacationing in Nebraska. I still like the definition of how you do that. Uh, and Jay Parker is with us as well as we get the Wednesday edition underway. Humidity has returned, has returned to Alabama. All the places you can hear, listen, and see Jay Parker radio show. Because today it went out on my patio about 10 o'clock in the morning, broke a sweat. But you know what? That's August in the South and August in Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome to the show, Jay. I uh, I trust you've been able to stay somewhat cool. These are the days I just stay inside. Unfortunately, I've got to spend all afternoon in the sun. How are you, Jay Barker? Man, Matt, doing well. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, gosh, I mean, uh, it's, it's humid where I'm at as well. And I tell you what, it's uh, one of those things where, I don't know, the older you get, I think I like summer for a period of time. And I'm ready for the fall to get here. I love the fall weather. It's my favorite season and uh, with football and everything else. But uh, this is that time of year where it, we, the August heat hits hard. We'll have a little bit in the September. And then 
hopefully uh, it'll cool off uh, very, very quickly. But doing well today. I hope you're doing well. And yet Lars is out. we got Tim Brando going to be joining us today. And uh, also uh, another guest, uh, Matt, is going to be joining us a little bit later on. Oh, yeah, Brian Crichton, who's the president of Talladega. They get so community involved, and they're doing something really, really fun this weekend. If you've ever wanted to drive around the track, the 2.66-mile oval, this is your weekend. Brian will be along to explain all that and how you can do it. I think it's like 50 bucks, and it all goes to charity, one of the many, oh, wow. many events that they hold every year. Uh, I've done it. Um, Jay, last time they did this, and, you know, you, you have to take certain precautions. You follow the pace car. They just don't turn you loose on the track. But right. you take your own car, and uh, I have done this with my son. Last time I did it with my grandsons, who, just in all honesty, um, on the way out there I hadn't told them what we were going to do. They were so excited when we passed Bucky's that the Talladega experience <laughs> was not appreciated as much. But, I mean, that's what a seven-year-old wants to do. However, I when it. I got them onto the track, their eyes were wide open. And uh, they let you they let you get up to some speed. So it's a whole lot of fun. And no, Jay, you can't go down there to Nick Saban's Mercedes and get one of those really, really bad ones and crank it up to about 180. So if that's what you were thinking... That's not going to happen. Yeah, I'd go grab my buddy. He's got a uh, Corvette. I think you've seen it before. And he's got uh, one that he has for streetcar oh. purposes, one he takes down to uh, Daytona and other places. And it's got the uh, the actual tires that you need in order to be on you know, track tires and stuff. So I did the NASCAR experience, which was unbelievable, um, a number of years back. And did about, I think we did 15 laps, something like that. And I, I tell you, man, I was worn out after 15 laps. And I had so much more appreciation for those guys Afterwards, just the intensity and, you know, going into those, those uh, corners. And, and I got to explain it before, but the guy that's sitting next to me, I got to he, – he goes, just put it down the floor. And we put it down the floor, and, man, we were flying around that track. And he's like, aim for the wall. We're coming out of the, out of the, uh, the corners or out of the turns. And aim for the wall, and it does, man. You do, it shoots you right down that back stretch um, and just pushes you uh, off, the, off the wall, that air. And, uh, man, it, it's – it's a little scary at first, and then you, you kind of get the groove, and then you kind of find the grooves. They kind of show you where to go, but it's an amazing thing. I know that people, you know, but still, just to get a chance to ride around the track and see just how high those 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 turns are, it's it's unbelievable uh, when you get in those banks. Uh, just as far up as they go, you just don't realize it when you're looking at it on TV. I, I think you see it in person more when you're there, but especially when you're driving it, and all of a sudden you're turned all the way where you're looking all the way down to the left and you look up and that thing is like a skyscraper going up uh, to your right. You're just kind of like, how in the world do these guys do this over and over again for so many laps? But they're conditioned for it. They've been doing it since they're little, and it's an unbelievable experience. Let me remind everybody, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham and all the great folks there. It's a great place to go out with family, coworkers, and friends. They do a lot of charity events out there as well. Check it out for yourself. You have a ton of fun at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street up in Oxford, Anderson. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. Jay, you mentioned Brando, and we're going to have him on in about an hour. And I imagine that the majority of our conversation will concern the new contract, the Big Ten, a billion dollars with CBS, NBC, and Fox. We didn't get into it at all yesterday, but, you know, that's a very eye-opening number. But, Jay, and certainly you're the finance guy of the show, I'm not surprised, and it just makes me wonder what the SEC is going to garner. Yeah, and I, I tell you, well, you know, they've – Worked out a lot of their contract with the, with ESPN. I'm not so sure, you know, how much more 
they can push that. Um, and I don't know if that contract is, is totally signed out. I know that it was going to about triple what they were making now. So it gets about 300, I think 300 something million dollars was the contract that they're going to get uh, coming up. The, the thing now is all the streaming, uh, all the, you know, Amazon getting into play, uh, Apple uh, is getting into play. So there are going to be a lot of other streaming, um, you know, arenas out there and, and platforms that they can use and go after. And that's what the Big Ten's doing. Big Ten's done a great job. And they've always had really, really big contracts because of the type of uh, the cities that they're in, uh, the areas that they are able to get the TVIs. And, you know, they, they are able to honor that. And now they've gone out, you know, getting UC, USC and UCLA. It's just going to add so much value for them having that L.A. market. So it's uh, yeah, a battle a battle of the numbers and, and the contracts so you can get the, the biggest uh, TV contracts out there. It's going to be weird, and I think – I don't know if it was you that said this or somebody I, I read about um, may, have, may have said it on Twitter or either on Instagram, but it's going to be weird to be watching a, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a Big Ten or, or, or Big 12 uh, on CBS. I think it's Big Ten on CBS at 2.30 instead of seeing a C, uh, CBS SEC game that we're used to seeing at that 2.30 slot. So that, that's going to be a lot different for those midday games. Well, it'll uh, certainly go over well with all those people that just really like to bash Gary Danielson because exactly. I guess he'll now yeah. be doing Big Ten games. He'll, he'll be doing Big Ten games. But, Jay, you make a great point when it comes to the platforms that are going to stream game because you're obviously you're going to have your Fox and your NBC and, and, and your CBS games. All right, and, and those what you call OTA, those over the air. That's the broadcast. Uh, that's like 13 and 42 when you're, when you're talking about here in Birmingham. But yeah. I'm very curious on how these streaming platforms are going to work out. Particularly, I mean, and, and even at my age and, and my limited technology information, I know what that means. You, you, you download some type of app, and then you stream the game, and then you have some type of uh, cable as you pro- plug it in. And you watch it like any other game that you would watch on, on ESPN or, or on ABC. Uh, however, streams cost money. Jay, do you foresee... Not just the Big Ten, but when the, the contract is settled with the Southeastern Conference, that your average everyday fan is going to be paying ten to twenty bucks per month just to see their games. Not the big games, but if you want to see Mississippi State Vandy, you're probably going to have to pay for it on a stream. That could be the case, and that would be a way for them to generate extra revenue. The, the other thing too is like right now, I mean, for the last probably. Gosh, three, four years, I guess. I've, I've watched everything I've watched on sports. Pretty much everything I watch on TV is either on YouTube TV, which I love. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's on, um, you know, the, all the different streaming uh, type channels uh, that, that are out there to be used. Um, and I, I wouldn't even be surprised. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Netflix would ever get involved in this. I think they like their, their TV shows. They don't do a lot of live streams. They do more of the, of the TV content. But uh, they've got the platform to do it if they want to do it. But, you know, YouTube TV, I put it on my iPad or either I put it on my, on my phone. Uh, I've got it actually the app on my TVs as well. But if I'm somewhere where, like, say I'm, I'm away on the weekend, I just take my iPad out and I airplay it, I mirror it to the screen and watch my all my shows from YouTube TV. So it's an easy process, and I think that's the ones. They, they want to get as many viewers as possible. So if you're out on the lake or you're at the beach or if you're, um, you know, at your kid's ball game, instead of having to sit in front of the TV, they can still get you to view the game. You can watch it live stream it. And uh, I think that's that's one of the keys that they're they're really fighting is, is all the other activities and things that are out there in order to get people uh, in the stands, in the seats. If they can't get them there, they need to get them watching it with their eyes. So if they can show that, uh, that they're getting those stream feeds, they're getting those looks, it's just going to add value to those contracts. 
Jay, may I ask kind of a personal question? Do you pay for those YouTube and, and um, Hulu rights? Yes, you have to pay for those rights. And uh, it's not so much rights to watch those games. Those games come with what you pay. But, um, you know, it's when, when I got in on YouTube TV, I, I kind of got grandfathered in. I think it's nineteen ninety nine per month. So I, I get everything I want to watch for nineteen ninety nine per month without having to pay a, a large cable bill. So uh, that was kind of, you know, at, at that time I thought, hey, I'm cutting the cord and I'm, I'm going to let loose and I'm going to save money each month. And, you know, I know those prices have gone up over the years. Um, but, but really still, the content you get, the movies that you can watch, all that type of stuff, I love it. I, I think it's it was uh, to me a, a great resource with as much traveling and stuff that I do, able to watch games or watch TV shows or certain things where and when I want to watch them. And as we go to break, another question based on ignorance: uh, When you say you're at the lake and you've got your phone or your iPad, your subscription carries, and if you can get good Wi-Fi service, you can literally watch it while you're out skiing. You just need AT and T. That's it, or either, either Verizon. You, you, you can do it on cellular. You don't even have to have Wi Fi. So that that's the beauty of it. It's uh, okay. able to use it anywhere that you're at with your phone, kind of like you would any other app like Instagram or Twitter or any apps that you use on your app store. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch how all this kind of plays out. And yet, my cable system, and it's not me, it's TBS. And yet, last night's Braves. Bosox game was blacked out in Birmingham. Oh, I threw one of those uh, Nerf bricks at my television set when I got home from church last night. <clears throat> it, was good. it was good that I preceded in prayer. All right, uh, Jay Barker show with Matt Lars taking the day off. Alex and Andrew are in the studio as well. When we get back, tough deal for a quarterback at the college football level. Jay and I will get into that in a moment. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very muggy afternoon, a good chance of developing showers and thunderstorms through about midnight tonight. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 71. Tomorrow, cloudy at times with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Because we've seen the evidence, she was very clear about the evidence. Uh, she reinforced the evidence uh, that there was uh, multiple violations here, and they were egregious, and it was predatory behavior. That's, those are things that we felt, um, we always felt were really important for us to address in a way that's responsible. Roger Goodell on the John Watson situation. Jay, where do you think this thing is headed? Back on the Jay Barker show. Uh, Jay, we're just talking about the Roger Goodell response to uh, some of the information that uh, Judge uh, Robinson had handed down and uh, how he sees moving forward to that. Um, Do you, is there a timetable here? I mean, they're about to play. Yeah, and, and again, you know, he he's calling for a full year and uh, saying that uh, that's what the suspension be that uh, egregious as far as and 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 he said predatory behavior. 
uh, from the quarterback is actions and that they had the uh, evidence and that we've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence, as you heard him say in, the, in his quote. She reinforced the evidence, he said, and there were multiple violations that were egregious and, again, as we said, predatory behavior. So last week, you know, he talked about how that the CBA uh, uh, and, and, and the, uh, the Player Association had a chance to uh, look at this and say, okay, yeah, we can appeal. He said, we'll go through that process. I agree with that. They have the chance to appeal uh, his six games. We also have the chance to appeal it as well. And um, it looks like he wants to go after uh, the, the entire season uh, for Deshaun Watson. We talked about this yesterday too. His contract going into this year is about 8.1, I think it is, or $8 million, somewhere there. And then a $1 million uh, bonus as well. I think $8 million guaranteed. And then one million in his contract. I think at the eight million up front as far as signing bonus, but um, that then jumps to about forty three million dollars next year, uh, which is um, it, it, you can tell that they seemed to plan out the fact that they may lose him uh, for this year, and uh, that they were willing to pay that upfront money. I think they saw that more as a, a signing bonus and a chance to you know maybe he's able to get cleared, uh, but um, they you know guaranteed a lot of money in this contract, so. I think the, uh, the the Cleveland Browns planned for this all along, Matt. Yeah, and I imagine that's just about as well with the owners as it does the huge guaranteed contract that the Cleveland Browns gave to Sean Watson anyway. But on the other side, from Watson and his agent side, uh, Jay, they were doing that long before anybody was handing out suspensions or potential suspensions. So what does that say about them? Were they, isn't that in some way an, an admission of guilt? Or you just yeah. knew it was coming. Uh, well, I mean, and, and I, I guess explain to me more kind of what you're talking about as far as on that. Well, I mean, you know, if you agree to take that lesser amount, which they obviously yeah. did, they knew it was coming. Does that not say, hey, we knew I was going to get suspended because of these uh, egregious acts that uh, have been claimed? And I don't know that one has single been proven, which that's uh, that's a topic for another hour, but um, by taking that and agreeing to that, is he not also agreeing that he knows he's going to get suspended and he knows why? Yeah, and, and, uh, and you're exactly right. And I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about from the NFL's perspective. You're talking about from the agent and from the team and also yeah. Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, it seemed like they figured that uh, this might be the case, that he might get a four-year suspension. I, I agree with you. It is almost like an admission of guilt uh, of saying that, hey, we're going to go ahead and plan this thing out just in case, and um, we don't feel really good about it, the fact that we're probably going to lose you for at least half a season more or complete season. So we're going to uh, we're going to front load it small, and then uh, we'll we'll give you more on the back end. And uh, that's that's exactly what they did. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that in itself, just the way the contract was structured, uh, showed that they didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of belief that he would uh, be back out playing or be playing this year. I mean, you know, think about nine million dollars, even if it's guaranteed. Uh, you know, pretty much the fines that he'll be paid, he'll have enough money to pay that. Um, the um, and, and this be still left over with some money for them. It's just kind of like an upfront signing bonus. So I think that's kind of the way that they saw it going into it. So if that's the case, they played their, their their hand well. I think that's what the NFL owners are a little bit upset about right now, saying, look, you know, it's like they realized this was going to happen, um, the, w- the way that they structured the contract, and uh, sh- should there be more fines levied on Deshaun Watson um, you know, more than what he, he may get from the NFL. So we'll see. But Roger Goodell seems to stand strong in what he believes was, uh, again, uh, egregious and uh, predatory-type behavior from Deshaun Watson. In the long run, when this is all settled, I think we all can agree on the fact that he's going to get at least six games. 
uh, Roger Goodell wants the full season. It seems to me they'll settle on 12. What does Jay Barker think? Yeah, I think uh, it looks good for Roger Goodell to come out and say he wants a full season. I think it looks it makes the NFL look good as well, uh, dealing with this type of behavior. Um, but uh, you know, look, Deshaun is you know the star of that team. Uh, he's part of the NFL. Each each uh, is owned by their own owners and franchises. Uh, they fall under the the uh, governance of the NFL and and their rules and all that stuff. But uh, you know, they worry about the product and they worry about the TV eyes. They worry about the money that comes from that. So. I could very well see them, you know, getting it down to a 12 game, you know, doubling his sentence to 12 games, getting it to there and saying, okay, we'll, we'll take that. The team will, the, the player association and the NFL uh, coming into an agreement with that. Unless, unless Roger Goodell wants to play hardball and just says, nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to stick to our, our, our uh, full game. But this then would go into arbitration mediation and uh, let somebody then figure that out, whether or not uh, how many games more there, there should be on the suspension. One of the teams we talked about yesterday, switching to college football and continuing on the topic of quarterbacks, we talked about the Demon Deacons of, of Wake Forest and how highly they were ranked in the coaches' poll. But uh, yesterday, uh, their star quarterback, and you've seen this guy sling it, um, Sam Hartman. I remember watching Hartman. him against North Carolina, a game they lost 58-55. to I mean, the kid was fantastic. Uh, he had 50, He was responsible for 50 touchdowns last year. And since taking over in the starting position, uh, he has 65 touchdowns in 23 games. Uh, but yet, I guess it was yesterday afternoon he came off the practice field, and uh, the coaches and medical staff said that he's now going to be out indefinitely. They did not go into detail, but he said it was a condition unrelated to football. And uh, after they went through a process of checking him out, he went back into the locker room and addressed the team. Um, I know there, there are huge HIPAA laws here. Jay, and I can only imagine that is probably the reason why we're not getting more information as to the nature of his injury. Yeah, and, and they talked about uh, that, uh, that after seeking medical attention during a workout or earlier in the day, the school did not uh, specify, as you talked about, the nature of the situation citing those privacy laws. Clawson said it was one of those things that could happen to any one of us. So I don't know if it's uh, something that, um, you know, with his heart, there could be, I know there's times where there's been, um, you know, players that have had some electrical issues there where they had to go in and have a procedure done and they had to sit out for a number of weeks in order to clear them. Um, and there's been, you know, other conditions as well. Um, you know, it's that to me, it, it leans in, in that direction. Uh, it seems like if he's, you know, maybe had some uh, heart populations or things that were going on, and I may be wrong about that. It could be something totally, totally different, but I have seen where that's happened. During a workout with players, uh, they've had to go in and have a very minor surgery to correct it, but then the doctors hold them out for a period of time just to evaluate them, watch them, and make sure that they're clear to play. Well, and it did say he, he underwent a medical procedure, and they say that in quotes, and that was on Tuesday, so I'm getting um, my days, I think, are on uncorrectly here. But um, that's a, it's a tough, tough situation, and unfortunately it, it leads to a lot of speculation, but I think yours is spot on. Um this kid has just thrown up unbelievable numbers, and you can only hope and pray that this medical procedure that he underwent yesterday comes out. And, you know, I'm certainly no physician, but if it's something like you were talking about, maybe it's something very quick and correctable, he's out for, you know, a precautionary period of time, and maybe I would hope he's there for the opener. Yeah, and, and, if, and, if, he's, um, and if he's not, I mean, he, he can also get medical hardship, which would give him, 
an extra year. I think that uh, right now uh, he is, has another year of eligibility remaining. Um, while he has repeatedly said that he's unlikely to return for 2023, he did leave the door open in the case of unforeseen circumstances. So um, he said back in July, my sights are set to be worried about that now. What's the point? It could be that's the uh, best option, but I'm excited for this to be it and ready for the next chapter and really look, look uh, locked into this year, he said. So uh, as you could tell, Hartman was looking ahead of, for this year to be the year that he would then be able to, to uh, catapult into the NFL and um, we'll see whether or not he can hit the field, um, whether it be the beginning of the season or somewhere, um, you know, about a third into the season, whatever the doctors feel like is best for him. But uh, based on it being a workout, based on it being something where he had to get training staff uh, to help him out and stuff at that period of time, it seemed like there's something that happened uh, inside. And again, I- I'm going back just to what I've seen with other players. They're in a workout. They feel like they're about to pass out or they feel like their heart's racing. Uh, or that they're skipping beats or things are happening there. And again, I'm not a doctor either. I'm just speculating. This is not what the case may be, but it could be something like that where they've gone in and done a minor surgery. They're just going to watch him and see how he continues to perform uh, in workouts on the treadmill, things like that, and then uh, clear him to be able to play if they feel like he's safe enough to go. It's more important that uh, the kid is, uh, the young man is safe uh, more than uh, being on the football field for right now. Like I said, if he's not, he could get a medical hardship, which would give him two more years uh, of eligibility left, uh, if that is the case. How'd you like to drive your car up into the 33-degree banking at the Talladega Super Speedway? We'll tell you how in a moment. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Hey, back to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, Jay Barker. Glad you have dialed us in this afternoon. Appreciate that very much. We're joined now on our Jay Barker Hotline by the president of Talladega Super Speedway, Brian Crichton. Hey, Brian, it's Matt and Jay. How are things in Talladega today? Matt and Jay, they are, they are dialed in, as you said. We, uh, the facility is looking beautiful, and we're ready for a great event this Saturday. Yeah, I drove by it. I had an event over there in Oxford uh, just this past Saturday, and it was looking good. And uh, Looking right there back uh, on Free Park and thinking, boy, it's going to change here in 52 days. Uh, and You're we'll right, talk yeah. a little bit about the race because that, that, that's very, very important. But Jay and I were talking about this earlier. He's done the experience, and I've certainly done that, and uh, I've taken my personal car around the event that you're going to have this weekend. Uh, It's fabulous, and it also goes for a great charity. So I'm just going to let the president take it from there, and you, you just tell how everybody they can do that. Yeah, we, um, we're opening up the racetrack this weekend. We're letting fans drive their own personal car around the track. So um, all of the money raised, and it's not just the proceeds, but it's every single penny, every single donation will go back to one of our local charities. So this is the third time we've done it so far this year. The first year it benefited the Boys and Girls Club of uh, Central Alabama. Uh, then it was the uh, United Way of North Talladega County. Uh, and this year, or this uh, weekend, it's a league of our own. And they're based over in the Oxford area. 
Um, it is baseball, soccer, some uh, different sports uh, for children that have special needs and adults that have special, special needs as well. So um, even though it's located in Oxford, it touches all of our local communities here. We have teams that come from AIDB, from Rainbow Omega, from all over the area that are able to participate in this wonderful, wonderful league um, that gives the players an opportunity to compete and have fun. So uh, we, uh, we we look forward to it. Um, you know, we've raised about $27,500, the first two events. Uh, so we're looking for uh, a big turnout this Saturday uh, to help a league of our own and, uh, you know, help to uh, to, to, to benefit that great organization. But also to experience Talladega Super Speedway like you've never experienced it before. And Matt and Jay, as you guys know, until you get up on those 33 degrees of banking in our turns, you cannot explain it. I can talk to I'm blue in the face about it, but until you're actually up there, until you're actually feeling that banking, you just there's no feeling like it in the world. Hey, Brian, once again, uh, tell everybody what time and how they can uh, be there and be a part of that. What time does everything get started? Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, we're running from uh, nine to one o'clock uh, on Saturday. So you show up, uh, you know, at nine o'clock, and we'll get you processed through and uh, do your laps then. And then after laps are over, we also have our brand new infield, our Talladega Garage Experience. We'll be open for an open house. So we have our uh, Victory Lane where we'll have one of our uh, pace cars that's there. We'll have the Vulcan Trophy that's there, so you can get your picture taken with it. Kids zones will be open. The game zones will be open. Big Bill's Social Club is going to be open. We have value price concessions just like we do during race weekend. So $2 hot dogs, $2 waters, $2 Cokes, uh, you know, so value price concessions throughout the day as well. So 9 to 1 o'clock, you can pre-register at um, NASCARfoundation.com or go to TalladegaSuperspeedway.com for more information. I remember, Brian, this is 40 years ago that the late, great Jim Freeman took me in the pace car my first time through Talladega. And I'd been to races there, and I thought I understood, but as he got to the end of pit road, I said, Jim, turn left. You're about to hit a building. I'm not kidding. Uh, what is what is turn one? Three stories tall? Yeah, it's about three stories tall. So from the uh, safer barrier down to the double yellow line, we have about 75 feet. So if you were to build a building on that apron, it's about three stories tall all the way up top there. So um, you you got to be going about, uh, you know, 80, 90 miles an hour in order to kind of go sweeping around those turns. Um, you know, the old uh, wives' tale that you, you know, that you can't stop on it, it's not really uh, true. Uh, but, boy, will it give you an experience if you actually do stop on it. Now, we don't recommend that on Saturday because – to be honest with you, the faster you get, uh, you know, up to that 80 mile an hour, the easier it is to drive. As you slow down, you're actually steering up the banking. Uh, so keep it at 80. Keep it, uh, you know, at the the pace that we provide for you, and uh, you'll have an amazing experience. Legend has yeah. it that Big Bill, uh, Bill Senior, took his RV around that. Is is there any truth to that? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that one. Um, you know, we, we take, we take pickup trucks around it. And, uh, it's one of my favorite things is I, you know, tell people that, you know, oh, I've never done a pickup truck before. So everybody, everybody might need to lean to the right as we get into these turns here. Uh, because it feels like you're going to flip over in a pickup truck. You won't, I promise. Um, but it feels like it now an RV. I'm not so sure about that, but, uh, it depends on, I guess, what speed he was at. So if he's, if he's, if he's approaching 150, I'm sure he was okay. Wow, 150 in an RV. I can't even imagine that. That's crazy. Brian Craig joining us from Talladega. I did the uh, NASCAR experience where I was able to drive a NASCAR and then with somebody with me in there. And I was telling Matt and the guys, 
it's unbelievable. Uh, I think we went to what, 12 or 15 laps, something like that. And you're going through that first turn and they're like, aim for the wall. You're like, what? He's like, yeah, just aim for the wall. And you're flying through there and all of a sudden that wall just pushes you down the back stretch. And after doing that for that many laps, number one, I was dizzy when I got out. Number two, I was worn out mentally, emotionally in every way possible. I can't imagine uh, just what those guys go through. It gave me such an appreciation for what they, they go through every uh, Sunday and, and on the Saturdays as well, the races. But uh, just to have that type of uh, just mental fortitude uh, and, and, and just that mindset throughout the entire race. Yeah, you're right. You know, you hear a lot of people say NASCAR drivers aren't athletes and, you know, coming from an athlete like you to, to say that you're dizzy after 16 laps. And, you know, I know you don't do it all the time, but it uh, it really they've got to be in shape. They've got to be, you know, ready to do this. They're doing 188 laps and they're doing it at about 200 miles an hour and they're doing it with about 35 other cars right around them. So, yeah. you know, they're, everybody's hoping to avoid the big one, um, but it's going to happen at some point at Talladega. And so that's going through their mind as well, too. So this is definitely is, is one of those most intense uh, racetracks that's out there. Uh, and I can't wait for our three playoff races that are coming up here in early October. Hey, Brian, uh, assess the season so far as, as we get closer to Talladega. Of course, they're going to Richmond, coming out of Mi- Michigan. There's the next gen. But I would have told you it, it, 15 different winners <laughs> at this point. I mean, theoretically, a guy could win and not make the playoffs. It has been a crazy season to date. It has been. That next-gen car has really kind of leveled the playing field, as they said. And, and so you don't have, you know, one of the old things in NASCAR or in motorsports is, uh, you know, money buys speed. And I, and I think with these new next-gen cars, it's really kind of leveled that playing field. And, and not only could you, you know, maybe have 17 winners and, and, and one of those winners isn't going to make the playoffs, you might have 16 winners and the person that's second or third in points right now will not make the playoffs either because he doesn't have a win. Ryan Blaney doesn't have a win, and so he's got to get a win to make sure that he's in because if there are if there is another winner, he's out until he wins. So a lot of great storylines rolling up to uh, Daytona, which is the uh, cutoff race before the playoffs, but you had to have 15 different winners. Uh, attendance is up across the, uh, the board. Uh, Michigan was about sold out. Uh, we had our largest race since uh, Dale Jr. retired back in 2017 this past April. Um, our infield is almost sold out for this October. All of our uh, grandstands are trending up. All of our suites are sold out for October. So, I mean, there is a buzz in NASCAR right now, and there is, uh, you know, we're on a, an upward trajectory for sure. And I think a lot of that has to do with the competition, has to do with that next-gen car, and it has to do with a lot of those storylines that are out there leading into the playoffs. Well, a lot has to do, honestly, with COVID being in a rearview mirror where it needs to stay. Because for a couple of years, as you well know, I mean, you're the president of Talladega, and then I work for you. But, man, that was rough for a couple of years. And, man, it's so refreshing. When I was watching Michigan, and I was watching the cameras as they were following them around the track, and I was going, I can't, I don't see empty seats. Uh, and yeah. I, I think we're going to see that in October. Tell everybody how they can get theirs. Yeah, sure. Uh, the two easiest ways are visit our website, talladegasuperspeedway.com. You can see all the different options that uh, that we have there, not only our grandstand seats, but also Talladega Garage Experience. That is that new area that we built around the garages in the infield. It immerses you into the sport. You get to walk under the same roof of where the race cars are, where the drivers are, the crews are. It puts you right there. We've got different social destinations that are around, including a kid's zone, game zones, as I mentioned 
mentioned earlier, the value price concessions, and you can witness uh, Victory Lane celebrations right from uh, in that area as well. Or you can also call 877-GO-2, that's G-O, and then the number 2, DEGA, uh, if you'd like to talk to a representative about all the different options that are out there. And don't forget this weekend, Ride for Charity. You can get all that information online as you just click on to events, and that is the one that is upcoming. Brian, I'll see you in a few weeks. Can't wait. Thank you, Brian. Thank you guys for having me on. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. President of the Talladega Super Speedway, that's Brian Crichton. When we come back, we will continue with more of the Jay Barker Show. Uh, I've got to go into a little bit deeper dive on why I couldn't watch my Braves last night. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very muggy afternoon, a good chance of developing showers and thunderstorms through about midnight tonight. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 71. Tomorrow, cloudy at times with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker Show. Mark's taking the day off. He'll be back with us tomorrow. Jay, Andrew, his son, Alex is here in his final days as our intern. Uh, I, I said something about the top, top of the show, and I'll, I'll go on my little rant here for a second, but I don't understand blackouts. I mean, like Jay was talking a little while ago, I guess I need to have that YouTube channel so I could have watched the Braves and the Red Sox, by the way, Braves won 9-7, exciting 11-inning game. They lost their second baseman, but that's that's for a detailed conversation. But I flip over there, and it says, this is not available in your area. All right, well, here's my rant. Okay, first of all, it's TBS, okay? That's Atlanta. But the game's at Fenway Park. Why in the blankety-blank-blank, Jay, are they blacking out my game from Boston on TBS, do you, you're you're all knowing when it comes to this streaming. What what in the heck's wrong here? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know why in the world they would not Thank allow you. that to be played, especially where it's being played. I mean, it's not like it's in Atlanta, and they're worried yeah. about Birmingham being so close, and uh, they want to black that out in order to get more people at the game. But for for being a away game, it makes no sense at all. It does not. Okay, uh, there's my little tirade of the day, uh, Jay. Uh, not that you are going to go into any detail about what you talked to with your son, uh, but he is, of course, at the, on the practice field. Uh, is there anything in the last 24 hours you can pass along concerning Uni- University of Alabama football? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know that uh, both sides of the football um, very, very strong. I think right now, as far as depth at the wide receiver position, I mean, they've got the depth. they got a couple guys banged up a little bit, but uh, they will uh, overcome that as, as time goes on. They get through camp. Uh, but, you know, it's really uh, right now, I, I think it was interesting yesterday, or the last few days was here from the coaches, O'Brien and also Golding. And 
Pete talking about, you know, really uh, the, the pass rushing ability of Will Anderson and also what Dallas Turner did last year. He also mentioned Chris Braswell uh, in that conversation, talking about him being heavy handed, a good pass rusher, and, and said that it really adds a lot of depth at that position to where for the coaches, they got to figure out certain ways to keep those three guys on the field at the same time and how to do that. Uh, even uh, Will Anderson came out and said that the possibility of all three outside linebackers in one formation, uh, he said it would be very lethal, very scary. A lot of good guys, Anderson said with a smile, I'm not going to go into it much in much depth, but when the season comes, you guys will see. So uh, maybe a little special uh, pass rush package they're putting together with those three guys, with Dallas Turner, with Chris Braswell, and also Will Anderson. And um, and as a quarterback, having those three guys come after you and, and knowing that you know, you're know you going to play your, your down and distance, uh, your first couple of downs, you're looking at run. And, and trying to get them into that passing downs, whether it be third and, you know, long, third and short, third and three to five, uh, where they got to throw the football. That's where they want to be able to utilize uh, the specialties of these guys that have been so good for them over these, these last couple of years, especially with, with Will Anderson and Dallas Turner coming on the way that he did last year. So this could be a lethal package for them and could cause a lot of issues for quarterbacks in the passing game. Uh, and and if, look, if you're uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry or, or if you're uh, Eli Ricks uh, out there on those corners, you're playing on those islands, uh, the quicker that ball gets out, the better for them. The, the easier it is for them to cover. Coverage guys become better coverage guys with a pass rush, uh, where quarterback has to have that ball out. Normally, they say in about 2.8 to 3 seconds, uh, if you can get it qu- quicker than that uh, on a, on a five-step or in the shotgun, get them to get the ball out in 2 seconds, get the ball out in 1.8, uh, that, then that's going to give your defense a lot more chances to cover those guys in space. Hey, Jay, where does Alabama stand up front? As far as Pete Golding's defense is concerned, right now you don't have a, a Jonathan Allen or a Quinnen Williams or, or a Cody uh, or Bowermore uh, up front that we're talking about. Who is there? Yeah, the uh, you know the number of guys that uh, for them as far as just I think the biggest thing, and I think that's why they're trying to figure out Matt is why or how they can get these guys uh, these guys in the field that they feel like can give them more athleticism um, and especially the type of offenses. Uh, that they're running right now. I think that's the key. And, uh, you know, look, they're going to have probably – I really think if Christian Harris would have come back this year, this could be Alabama's best defense that Saban has ever had. I still think they got a chance to be really, really good and, and still put up some great numbers. The problem is when you look back on the defenses that he had before, um, the numbers that they put up, uh, the offenses were not what they are now. So t- teams are still going to score the good ones who have the talented athletes on the outside. Uh, that are tough to cover, who have the athletes to play in space. So uh, it, it's key to keep the trenches, uh, you know, making sure that you're getting the, the rush on the passer, make sure to be able to stop the run, kind of make them one-dimensional to where they get in those third and long situations because that's where you get the turnovers. That's where you get uh, the great field position as well. So um, I, I'm excited about watching this defense. And I think Pete Golden, uh, again, is, I've given him high praises on many times when people were saying, you know, this guy's not doing a job or whatever else. I mean, he's made some great calls. It's about execution, and it's about guys, you know, playing their roles, doing the things they've got to do in order for uh, his plan of attack to work. And uh, and that that comes through experience. I think they've got a lot more experience on that side of the ball. The key too is is their leadership this year. I think that's been one of the key areas for Alabama. Uh, Jordan Battle, um, you know, a guy that a lot of people felt like could have been a first round draft pick last year, came back and uh, really said that you know he wanted to come back and continue to. Uh, be a leader for this team. And, you know, I saw where one of the guys said that, you know, there's not a lot of knuckleheads uh, in the Crimson Tide locker room this year. There's guys that are taking it, it serious. And, and What's that? Yeah, Will Anderson. That's right. 
and talked Will about Anderson how the leader thing about knuckleheads. Yeah, and uh, the leadership he says has been great. Um, you know, you got Henry Toto now with with more uh, experience, and he's doing a great job as well. Uh, so they're excited about him and all the things. DJ Dell, which is you know, he talked about the guys up front. I mean, he's a guy that's going to be uh, knowing a great player, but has also uh, that's doing a, a great job as far as leadership responsibilities. So it's going to be fun to watch this team. Hey, some news coming out. Collectives, Matt, SMU is going to be paying football and men basketball players $36,000 each per year in their collective or from their collective. $36,000 to football players and men's basketball players. And um, I, I think what's going to happen with collectives, and, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, is they're going to run into the issue of they're going to have to make sure some of this money is earmarked for other sports, women's sports especially, and also the uh, yeah. Olympic sports. If not, they're going to run into some issues, I think, legally. I think they're going to run some issues publicly. Um, you know, that looks good at $36,000 each, but it's just, again, football and men's basketball. That doesn't look great uh, when it comes to Title IX. And what state is SMU? Texas. Hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Back with the second hour of the Jay Barker Show with Tim Brando. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for a high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. And you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. And welcome to the program. Going to do a deep dive here, Jay, with the SMU Collective. Uh, they've set aside $3.5 million in the Boulevard Collective. It's announced this past weekend they will pay SMU football and men's basketball players $36,000 each. Uh, keyword there is men. I don't think this is going to go over well with Title IX. If they're going to do this, or what is that, uh, 85 plus 13 is 98 men's scholarship players, uh, don't you have to do it? Or, or I don't know if you're obligated, but, man, is SMU about to get clobbered by those that don't see this as equal? Yes, yes, Matt, and that, that's the thing about it. I mean, I think that's what every collective has kind of looked at. And, and I've had a chance to be a part of the uh, high tide traditions and some of the conversations around it. And, and that's been one of the major ones. And, and look, and I'm, I'm fighting for my daughter as well, uh, because she's, you know, women's basketball in Alabama and all the girls sports, but what they've done. And, and I think that's why so many people are excited about high tide is, and, you know, you talk to the women's basketball, you talk to, uh, softball, you talk to Olympic sports and all that is that that's exactly what, uh, you know, they wanted to do. The collective said, look, we want to be able to spread this across to where the fans can eventually earmark uh, where their money can be spent. So they, you know, the, these, these particular sports can go out and they can fundraise. They can, you know, get uh, their family, friends, whatever, whoever it is uh, involved in a part of this uh, collective. And, um, you know, that, that's going to be a, a challenging thing for a lot of these schools is that if they don't pay attention to, because even if it's not something that right now the NCAA says you have to spread this across the board, it's just the look, how it looks, uh, the perception from yeah. not just from a from a legal Title IX perception, but from the public perception of that. Okay, is this really the fair way of doing this? If we're raising all this money into what's called a collective, shouldn't it be collectively given to all the different you know uh, student athletes that are out there uh, for this university? And uh, look, football is going to get their share; they're going to get their fair share. But the collectives need to make sure that they're raising money for all sports. Now, it may not be where you're able to you know give. Uh, women's basketball, the same amount as men's basketball. But that's been the case because of attendance, because of other things when it comes to equipment, gear, all that type of stuff. It's just different. Uh, you know, I think people can live with that. Uh, you can't just spread it across the board evenly, but there needs to be something. And maybe there is. Maybe they're just not mentioning it in this article that they're going to give, and I'm sure they're going to get pressured uh, by a, a number of people, whether it be online, um, you know, people coming after them or, or other associations uh, talking about uh, the fairness and all this. But Thirty-six thousand dollars. That that is three thousand dollars per month uh, per player on the football and men's basketball teams uh, for SMU. Look, that doesn't surprise me at all. As you talked about, not only being from Texas, but SMU uh, is 
one of the wealthiest universities in the country. Uh, they may be uh, as wealthier, wealthier than Texas is uh, with the alumnus and the people. They don't have as many, but the people that go to school there and the price of that of, of going to school at SMU is unbelievable. And, and one of the richest parts of Texas is where it's located. So the, these collectives are going to allow teams like SMU and other teams that are in these bigger areas or they've got great donors that can create these collectives in order to, uh, you know, say, hey, we can give this to you, uh, you know, every year per month. It's going to allow them to keep kids in state that maybe we're leaving. They can say, hey, we've got companies that want to do business with you. They, they want to market you. They'll do it through their uh, compliance departments and stuff and through some of the marketing agencies that they tied uh, the university athletes to uh, that they trust and they know they're going to do the right thing. So this is this is really could become um, an evening the playing field type scenario when you talk about a team like SMU being able to get out that kind of money. I, I'm not sure Alabama, you know, hopefully will get to a point to where uh, they're able to do that level and above, if not more. Uh, but right now, that, that's one of the, the strongest deals I've seen besides the one was, what, $50,000 for office alignment uh, at Texas. So uh, this is going to continue to get out there. And, and again, you know, Tommy Tuberville and Manchin uh, are both right now trying to put together some legislation, trying to get voted on. And they've been talking to the SEC They've been talking to other conferences, trying to figure out what's the best road for this. How do we put up guardrails now and can they put them up now based on being in this for a year? You know, what type of legal or things that will they'll have to face if, if that comes out? But it's going to have to come from somewhere. There needs to be some guardrails around. I don't see how you can start giving these athletes $36,000 a year and then turn around and pull it back. So any guardrails they set up right now have to be included in what we've got. I was talking with Andrew and Alex about it in the studio a minute ago, and Andrew brought up a great point. He says they'll get that $36,000, but they can still go out and get thousands and thousands, if not millions, through NIL. They can, and they can do that. And and also, you know, in the collectives, and one of the things I know that that, that, because, you know, when you look at all the different um, things that you're with the collectives, is that you want to make sure that the collectives say, look, I think this is the right way to do it. And this is what, what I, I, I've talked about and advised on is that if you're going to get that money, then there's got to be some service. There's got to be either community service or you've got to do certain things uh, that, uh, that, that, you know, really that you're doing to kind of earn that money in a sense. Uh, so, you know, I think there's just, there's just a lot there that everybody's kind of looking at saying, okay, can we do this? Can we do that? You know, all that. And people are coming up with creative ideas, but no, Andrew's right. I mean, it's, the NIL money is not just going to be um, these collectives. I mean, now the Bryce Youngs, these, I mean, Bryce is going to look, I mean, Bryce about, I think, 1.6 million last year. I mean, he'll do probably three and a half million this year, if not more, according to how his season continues to go and how good Alabama gets. Um, you know, I, I imagine, and I would think that we're going to see him in the Nissan Heisman house uh, because he was a Heisman Trophy winner last year before uh, this came about. Uh, you couldn't have a Heisman Trophy uh, winner uh, inside uh, those type of commercials. So, you know, what would he get paid for something like that? So there's just so many things that, um, that that they've really got to look at and continue to observe and, and figure out, you know, what's the best route here. I, I just don't want to see this, uh, which it already is, the Wild Wild West, but just get so far out of hand to where, you know, it becomes that these guys are you know, professional athletes uh, playing in college. Now, the good thing about it, again, is that they're getting paid, so that's great, and you want these guys to have money to spend and all that, you know, the numbers are just what's astronomical for some of these guys, but it may keep them in school longer. I mean, a, a guy that, it's, that's sitting there saying, look, if I come back from my senior year and a collective says or a, a sponsor comes to them and says, hey, we'll pay you five million dollars. We've, we've got a collective group of five companies. They're going to pay you five million over this next year for your senior year. 
do you leave for the NFL and get the minimum contract that you're going to get as a rookie, or do you stay and make the five million and then head to the NFL? I mean, there's just so many things that could be a positive and so many things that could be negatives and all this stuff. Well, and there are going to be, and, and I, I'm surprised we haven't heard this head being reared earlier, but the average American income is, i got to pull it up again, 30, well, it just checked, $31,133. So an 18-year-old kid coming out of high school is going to make more than that hardworking guy as an average income. And there are going to be, you know, football fans are probably going to go, all right, okay, okay. But there's going to be a large, going to be a large part of our country that's going to go. That's not right. Well, and also, Matt, you make a great no. point because that's what you get in the NFL. In the NFL, you get that large salary, and if you don't perform, I mean, the, the fans are, whew, man, they're on you, you know, and and, and the media is on you uh, because they're saying, look, you know, you're getting paid to do this, and and where it used to be, hey, these are these are just eighteen to twenty two year olds. They're college athletes, you know, they're amateurs. Um, they're trying to make it. They're doing their best. They got their scholarship. But now if you're talking millions of dollars coming in and these guys are making it, the scrutiny is going to be even tougher on a lot of these players. It's uh, every day I, I think that there's going to be some normality here. I'm wrong. Uh, but we'll we'll try and bring it back to home base here. As Tim Brando, got to figure out how this new deal that's upcoming with the Big Ten and the television networks is going to affect him personally. And then I'm sure, as you know, Timmy B will have some conversation about the collective, the Boulevard Collective at Southern Methodist University. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very muggy afternoon, a good chance of developing showers and thunderstorms through about midnight tonight. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 71. Tomorrow, cloudy at times with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Coming out of the break. Now, Timmy Brando, that would never happen if you were running the board. You would have that, you'd have that 45 of ELO slip cute and ready to go and fired after that jingle coming out of a four, four commercial stop set. So there you go. Tim Brando is with us on the Jay Barker Show. Tim, how are you? I'm good, Matt. Great to be with you and, uh, and Jay. That, yeah, that evil digital component we never had to deal with. Uh, Stereo statesman days of uh, rock and roll radio in the seventies. <laughs> oh boy! But uh, uh, you know, sands the money because you were not paid well at all. Um, I'd go back to the heart. Hey man, hey, hey, it was minimum uh, wage. Yeah. REO Speedwagon albums being given away for free, and <laughs> all kinds of fun being had. So it was still a good life. <laughs> oh, uh, 
Uh, I loved it, and I still have friends from that era that I I embrace heartily today. Tim, let's jump right in it uh, with the Big Ten's announcement that's going to be coming up with um, CBS, NBC, and your Fox, uh, which we presume is going to be like a billion dollars. Hey, on a personal level, I just want to know, how does that affect Tim Brando, if at all? Well, forget me. I mean, I'm in the twilight of my career. I've got, I think, a... you know, a lot of tire, a lot of tread left on my tires. I think I can go for a, a, a number of, of more years, but but then again, it's really not up to me. It's up to you know those guys in suits that that uh, you know value my worth and uh, and what what I'm worth, you know, in the foreseeable future. But it's great for everyone involved in the play by play discipline of college football. Because we now have more networks involved, more committed, uh, invested in, in college football. CBS would have been uh, out of the college football business altogether uh, were it not for this deal. NBC uh, was uh, an exclusive Notre Dame channel until now. Uh, so that creates another play-by-play opportunity at a uh, major network. So this is... Um, this is good. I, I, I tweeted earlier, uh, Matt, that not since the 1984 Supreme Court ruling, uh, the antitrust case that was won by the universities of Georgia and Oklahoma, which enabled uh, the, the schools and the conferences to take over the rights to college football, the television rights to college football away from the NCAA. You know, we were reduced to one game on, on ABC when we were growing up. You know, and if you didn't get the Keith Jackson, Frank Boyles game, you were probably getting a game that you were not that particularly interested in. But you were forced to take it, whatever ABC was sending you on a regional basis. And they were contracted to do that by the NCAA. Walter Byers, the old NCAA president, really felt, and this is just to show you the, the, the dinosaur thinking of that era, he really believed that the gate was being adversely affected by college football being televised at all. Okay. So uh, that really hurt the opportunities for, for, for television to grow uh, college football Uh, and, and for the, the, the rights to be given to the schools that really enabled ESPN to become what ESPN became. And I was on the cutting edge of that. I mean, I, I lived that my entire career. Uh, opportunities were based on that ruling because without that uh, I'm not being hired to do the sidelines and host in uh, in 1986 I didn't I wouldn't have been the original host of college game day there would have been no college game day we would probably still be watching the old Prudential college scoreboard with Merle Harmon and Dave (laughs) Dials later Jim Lampley and Bino okay because there was there would have been no pregame show national pregame show for college football so all of that, okay, the entire construction of the CFA on TV, and, uh, you know, it was, was all based on that lawsuit being won by uh, Georgia and, and, uh, and Oklahoma. And I, and I think this is a breakthrough. Here we are 40 years later. I think this is a breakthrough which enables now all of the major networks. Think about this. I, I'm not sure that fans understand. Okay, how many times have you been asked this question, Matt? And you too, Jay. How many times have you been asked the question, hey, um, 
when when is when is over the air network television going to be out of the sports business and we're going to have to pay for everything? How many times have you been asked that over the last 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah. Many times. How oh, many times? I mean, many a lot, right? Monthly. A lot. Yeah. Right. So so here we have uh, Fox, then CBS, then NBC carrying Big Ten football from noon Eastern time until almost midnight Eastern time for free on over-the-air network television. Okay, you don't even have to pay for cable. Okay, to get Big Ten football all day and all night long. That's 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 huge. Okay, and I think it sends a great message uh, to the doomsayers out there that college football is uh, losing its grip. No, no, no. To the contrary, it's only going to grow. And the more networks we have involved, uh, the more exposure the game gets, the better it is for who? The consumer. You, the viewer are the big winner here. So I'm a big fan of, of, um, of both CBS and NBC getting involved, and I think um, uh, my bosses at Fox, Mark Silverman and Larry Jones in particular, who helped orchestrate this as the, the uh, consultants for the Big Ten in, in putting this, uh, these television deals together, I think they did Goldman's work. I really do, because uh, it's, it's not just good for the Big Ten. It's good for all of college football. Uh, because Tim not all of the games that are Big Ten games are going to be just Big Ten teams. There will be a lot of teams in non-conference games played early that will be exposed on networks like NBC, CBS, and Fox, and I think that's a great thing. Yeah, that's a great thing. Tim Brando, our guest, and as we continue talking some college football and the uh, different uh, now TV contracts and stuff coming up, we'll get into the collective here in just one second as well out of SMU. We want to get Tim's uh, comments and thoughts about. But you talked about NBC being a part of the Big Ten now and with as far as being a network, and they, they have televised Notre Dame for so many years have been the exclusive provider of that. D- does that, in, in a sense, is that a move by them in order to – maybe um, solidify Notre Dame into their conference at some point in time based on having NBC be a part of them and that uh, now the network's a part of the Big Ten? I mean, how big is that for them as far as getting Notre Dame in the conference? Jay, that's a great question, and I think that uh, you're on to something there because uh, Jack Swarbrick today uh, uh, made a statement about uh, how happy he was to see uh, NBC – uh, grow its college football portfolio. <laughs> and uh, the writer that uh, I think put that out on Twitter uh, was talking about Swarbrick making this statement, and I think his interpretation of it was, well, this should tell you how comfortable Jack Swarbrick is about remaining independent. Uh, I would offer the contrary to that. I think that that statement from Jack Swarbrick uh, was, was one being made very calculated and uh, with an understanding that he's still negotiating his own TV deal with NBC and now knowing what they've already spent on the Big Ten may be concerned about uh, whether he can get the kind of money uh, upgrade that he was hoping for with his own TV deal for Notre Dame. Uh, so, it's gonna, you know, to me, that was his way of continuing a, a very positive negotiation with NBC moving forward. I don't think there's any question that NBC wants to re-up Notre Dame. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that their their hopes are that they can take Notre Dame football, keep it on in the afternoon, and lead into their primetime Big Ten game 
with with Notre Dame in the three thirty window, and and that may well be true. It may well be, but 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 Swarbrick's got to be thinking. Okay, we're only we're we're looking to get seventy five million. That's that's what's been reported. They're looking to get seventy five million for a product that I think they were getting sixteen or seventeen million for, and that's a big jump. That's a big jump to ask of NBC after they've um, they've sp- spent what's reportedly. The number, I think, is 375. I think that's the number that's being reported by John Oran in Sports Business Journal. So this is kind of my thought on it, um, fellas. I, I believe that Notre Dame, it, it, they're in a great position either way. If they mm-hmm. want to maintain their independence, they can. Uh, what what uh, revenue hike they're looking for is their business. Whatever they get that they're satisfied with, they can remain uh, on NBC and remain independent. But the potential of falling behind in terms of what they're making off their television rights will exist if they choose to stay independent. Um, if they were to join the Big Ten, then you know they know what their rights would be. They know how much revenue they, they would be getting as part of their share with the rest of the Big Ten Conference. And that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of money to walk away from. Uh, you know, the negotiations, they were careful to say yesterday, if you noticed in the Big Ten statement, that they weren't complete just yet, that more news might be coming. They did make a statement, but they did. They also told you that they weren't completely finished. I, I would suggest that, you know, that, that's the caveat being thrown to Notre Dame. So either, either way, I think what might happen is if Notre Dame doesn't join the Big Ten, and they may well not, that doesn't mean that there can't be some sort of an agreement without joining the conference that could be very similar to the one Notre Dame currently enjoys with the ACC. And that, that commitment as a full-time member in all sports, but not a member in football, okay, came with this particular factor. Uh, John Swafford, the ACC commissioner, made sure when he struck that deal with Swarbrick years ago, that Notre Dame schedule five ACC games every year, five. So when you get away from Stanford and USC and Michigan State and Michigan, who have remained on that schedule, those other non-conference games have been rotated in the ACC to Florida State, to Wake Forest. You know, half of the ACC has gotten Notre Dame to come into their building. Well, I, I think something similar to that could be done with the Big Ten, without Notre Dame having to join the Big Ten. Follow what I'm saying? So uh, I think there could be a wink and a nod uh, and an arrangement made without them joining the league. We'll just have to wait and see. But either way, Notre Dame is going to be fine. But to your point, Jay, uh, the Big Ten getting this deal done and announced, in some measure, leverages the Irish a bit. They, They now have to be thinking, okay, how much can we really get? Uh, in terms of a bump from NBC when they've already spent this kind of money to get the Big Ten. Great stuff once again from Tim Brando. Can you hang another 10 minutes, Tim? Yeah, no problem. Happy to do it. Okay, because we got want to talk some streaming and, and some collective on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Hey, welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Jay, and with us is Tim Brando, and uh, his walk-up songs all are the Electric Light Orchestra. Tim, we are in such a, a, a platform of uh, streaming now. Where do you see the Amazons and the Apple TVs fitting into the overall scheme, not just with the Big Ten deal, but with the upcoming negotiations with TV, ESPN, and the Southeastern Conference? It's my understanding that Amazon is really upset that they didn't um, get in. But I think the reason they didn't get in was because of Peacock. Uh, NBC's got a strong commitment that they've made to uh, their streaming network called Peacock. And it would be uh, clear that that's going to be utilized in this deal. Um, my, but but I, believe, I believe the interest was pretty heavy. And again, I go back to what was said earlier uh in, in yesterday's statement that maybe they get in, you know, maybe Amazon does uh, crack through. Maybe that's some of what's left that we don't know about. You know, it was, um, it was interesting. I was in Tyler, Texas speaking to uh, some future Tyler roses who go after Earl Campbell's award, the best high school players and coaches in the Friday night lights world of, uh, of high school football yesterday at their kickoff luncheon. And uh, I caught wind of this all on my way back. And I was, you know, really scurrying through the Internet to see all I could see. And the thing that, that jumped out at me about all of this was, you know, nothing's final, but we we're, we're considering it final. Okay. Um, I think the news that ESPN had dropped out of the negotiations is what really spurned the, um, the news-making arm of, of yesterday's story. Understandably so, given the history that, that they've gotten and had for such a long period of time with the Big Ten. But really, there are still some open areas here. And I do believe that that digital is really, Matt, where cable was around uh, in terms of sports, okay, and in terms right. of its involvement in sports. Um, yeah. Streaming uh, digital networks are basically where cable was around 1980-81-82. They're knocking on the door. They're trying to get in. You know, when when ESPN got live college football, it, it was 1985, okay, uh, 37 years ago. And that's, the ironically, the first year I began there. And then when they got uh, their big CFA contract, that was that started in 1986. Um, and and that, that took them to another level. Um, they didn't have in those days. They didn't have the NFL or Major League Baseball. Uh, the NFL came shortly after that in the late 80s, then came Major League Baseball in the 90s. And uh, so you have, to, you have to take steps, significant steps, to win your way into that world. And, and I think that 
digital the digital is basically replacing cable. Cable cord cutting has been going on, and yeah. uh, and digital is beginning to take over. And I think you'll see a lot more of the digital imp- influence and impact in these upcoming contracts with the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Because that's another big winner, I think, about yesterday is you take away uh, the Big Ten from my, my, my original employer at the national level, ESPN. You've got to replace it. You know, you've got to replace it with something. And that adds value to what's out there now for Commissioners Kliavkoff and uh, your mark in the Big 12. Uh, those two leagues now are going to be vying for opportunities. And I think that the digital world is going to play an even more significant role in trying to balance things out. Listen, they're not going to get Big Ten and SEC money from the networks, but with the help of digital, they could certainly shore up some of those potential losses and get more money than they're currently making. And, and that says a lot for the Big 12 because they're losing two of the biggest brands in the sport to the SEC. So as I've tried to tell people many times over, this, this notion that the big two uh, is going to rule and that everybody else is basically out of the college football sweepstakes is just a joke. It's not true. Everybody's going to get quite a bit of money, and they're going to get more money mm-hmm. than they're currently making because live sports television means a lot. It means a lot, obviously, to the network, so we wouldn't have seen these, this, this recent deal that we're talking about today. And it, it means a lot to people like Jeff Bezos at Amazon who, who want to be involved in this thing. So I expect that not just uh, Amazon, but Apple uh, and Peacock and all of them are going to continue to make some pretty interesting bids for the rights to college sports. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Tim. And I, and I looked at it as a cable uh, thing as well. Like what, what happened back then was that, hey, we can come down into your home no more antennas. We can hook up a cable uh, with fiber, not, not fiber at the time, but with cable. And then we can give you all these channels, all these opportunities to see these other content. And and there's so much content out there now. Like you talked about all these other sports uh, teams and, and different conferences. Uh, there are platforms that are going to say, look, we want that. We want that live program because live program br- brings more eyes to the table at that moment. So we yep. can sell that to advertisers and make a ton of money off of that. Um, and now – Hey, and I was telling Matt this earlier, you're at the beach, you're on the boat, you're wherever you are, you can stream that cellular, not even have to be on Wi-Fi. And now you get those, you get those eyes and you're getting those numbers and those, those numbers create more value, which gives you more dollars and advertising. So streaming is, I agree with you. I mean, streaming is the net was the uh, cable or maybe 4.0 based on now, not just running a cable to your home. You can watch us anywhere, anytime you want to watch your favorite teams. All right, let's move to Collective real quick. NIL, uh, SMU comes out, Boulevard Collective. They're talking about the donors that have given to the group for long-time compliance. Expert Chris Showman uh, expects to pay football men's uh, and, and men's basketball players 3000 per month. That's 36000 per year, according to three school representatives with knowledge of the deal, amounting to a total committed roughly of $3.5 million per year. So I want to get your take on that. Number one, I'm not surprised. SMU's got a lot of money. But um, men's and basketball and football, uh, we were talking earlier about this. I mean, it, 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 it sounds good, looks good, but from the perception of a lot of people, we're going to say, wait a minute, what about the other sports, especially women's sports? Well, it's all about the brand building that's out there. And, and I would suggest – the brand building for women's sports is great right now. I mean, it is. 
uh, women's gymnastics, women's volleyball, women's softball are all doing well. But it is, Jay, to some extent, the responsibility of the individual. The athlete has to take uh, control of their brand, as you or I uh, or Matt might have to in terms of our media brand. Now, that isn't to say that the school and the, and the collectives and, and the company that maybe the school has hired to help them in structuring their name, image, and likeness for their, for their student-athletes can't be helping them. They, they certainly can. Uh, I, I think that you're going to see a lot more of that. At a place yeah. like SMU, what makes this such a big story is they are in the American Conference, you know, for the time being. And, you know, those programs, in terms of television rights, are making four to five, maybe six, tops million annually off their TV rights. And, and that obviously is nowhere close to the Power Five, but it's a hell of a lot more than the Sun Belt, the Mountain West, and the Mac make. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they need the help from those boosters in ways that Power Five schools really don't. And, and I think the other thing that it should send a message to everyone with is that uh, the opportunities beyond just football, you know, we hear this all the time from fans who don't care about the non-revenue producing sports, but they'll use it a lot when they're trying to really talk down about the NIL. What they don't understand is that there's a lot of great stories out there revolving around non-revenue producing uh, athletes getting great name, image, and likeness deals because their marketplace is so audience-specific. You guys have, I'm sure, been to Alabama gymnastics events, correct? I mean, you've been to several. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I covered them when I was at CBS in the NCAA championships. And, and they, along with the Georgia Gym Dogs, were huge stories. And their fan base is incredibly loyal. And many of those fans, are like football fans, have deep pockets. And so now they can utilize that. Well, at SMU, what they've got going here as it relates to basketball is um, – is I think highly manageable. No, it's not uh, an incredible amount of money, but it certainly will help sustain you while you're in school. And, and I think that, again, we go back to, to the basketball aspect of NIL. When you see a guy like Oscar Shibway at Kentucky opt out of the NBA draft and stay in Lexington, don't we know why? <laughs> I mean, who's got deeper pockets than Kentucky exactly. basketball fans? And how how profitable is it to to stay in Lexington for your uh, farewell tour before you go to a bad NBA team and your life changes forever? You know, go into a warm-up line at an NBA game uh, as a broadcaster. I would tell every young play-by-play broadcaster, if they ever get a chance to do an NBA game, go out onto the floor, get ready to go on the air, and see how many guys come up to you saying, gosh, man, I remember you calling my this game or my that game. Those were the best days. I wish I'd stayed in Fayetteville another year. I wish I'd stayed at West Lafayette another year. I mean, they realize once they get to the NBA, even though the money is great, they realize that the the best of times were in college. And we're going to see the the one-and-done thing in basketball, Jay, is going to become much less of a story, okay? Cal's team last year had more veterans than he'd had maybe in six or seven years, and you're going to see more of that in places 
that have basketball rich tradition because now uh, the the money can flow in pretty freely. So we'll see. But I think that's a is, is, I think that's an encouraging story at SMU. That's my take. Yeah. And is is that why the NBA is trying to get it back to eighteen? Do they see this happening? I'm sorry, I didn't catch all of that. Say it again. I said, is that why the NBA is trying to get the age limit back to 18 to where guys will come out of high school instead of going to college, knowing that these NIL deals can be yeah. struck? Oh, yeah, they may not get them? absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that's wow. also healthy. I, I think that's healthy. I, I'm, I'm all for uh, players that don't want to have the college experience not having the college experience. Uh, why waste everybody else's time and money? Uh, if you don't want to do it, Go ahead, and if you don't make it, uh, then they have a place for you in the G League somewhere. And uh, we've seen some G League success stories. Uh, and I think that college basketball can be more what we want college basketball to be. Uh, again, I, all of the negativity surrounding name, image, and likeness and transfer portal was brought about because we had no regulations. Okay, zero regulations. You know, we had total free agency with no salary cap. So when I hear fans, my age and older especially, your age too, Matt, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> when I hear people telling me how bad this is, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hang on just a second, okay? I think you're seeing this through a wonder years prism, and you've been unaware of what's been going on for the last 25 mm-hmm. years, okay? This stuff yep. has been going on. Amateurism in and of itself has, has changed long before NIL came into play. We just need to regulate it, fellas. And, and I think that after the midterm elections, particularly if we see one party control both the House and the Senate, you're going to see Greg Sankey and, and Warren from the Big Ten and, and many other leaders, maybe all the commissioners of, uh, of college athletics, go up to Capitol Hill and seek some help. And I know Tommy Tuberville and... Uh, Joe Manchin, Manchin already trying to author a nonpartisan uh, bill, and and I think that they can help push that across. No one does it like Tim Brando. Let's talk next week. You, I hope Tim. you have a super week and weekend. Thanks, Tim Brando. Thanks, fellas. I'll see you next week. Take care. Okay. Thank you. One of a kind, and he always brings more to the table than uh, you think. And uh, makes me think every time, and that's a cool thing. AAA is next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very muggy afternoon, a good chance of developing showers and thunderstorms through about midnight tonight. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 71. Tomorrow, cloudy at times with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms around. The high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back to 
Jay Barker Show. Fat Jay. Andrew's in the house. And so is Alex Bauman with Alex's awesome anecdotes. Number one. The University of Georgia plans a six to eight and a half million overhaul of their football stadium. Uh, it's making it easier for fans to get around and building more suites for premium donors. Tail end of that conversation, building more suites. That's how they can afford all the other things that they do. Right, Jay? I mean, that, that's, that's, and the money's, the gold is in them air hills. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where you're going to see this continue where they're going to create premium seating and, um, what, what, even what they did at Brian Denny Stadium. Was it five million dollars that put up for just to get that the new boxes, the the premium boxes? Um, you know that that's a way for them to raise more money. You're going to see, you know, I think the things get smaller. Bright Denny, I mean, it, in the beginning of their uh, renditions of the new one, it was supposed to be even smaller than it, that it ended up being. They ended up saying, okay, well, we need to maybe not take away this much space for the student body or for other fans. But um, yeah, they they know that it's harder to get people there, and can we sell the premium seats to better experience? They're definitely going to continue to build those. Number two. Detroit Lions rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams will wear Matthew Stafford's number nine. He reached out to Stafford on his own via Texas a courtesy, and Stafford didn't have any issues. I guess, I guess not. He's not there. Oh, uh, Hey, Jay, do you still claim rights to a jersey? Did, did they call and ask you for number seven? I would not. I, I, it's, I saw that story, and I thought, man, that, that's crazy. Um, Matthew Stafford is no longer a part of that team. I guess maybe just out of respect, uh, Jameson Williams, uh, Williamson did that. And I, you know, I think that's a pretty good story that he, that he did it and he gets headlines and talked about, but, uh, no, he's no longer a part of the team. He left. He went to the LA Rams. So, uh, number nine could be whoever wants it. And, uh, Jameson Williamson, I'm sure will, will use it well and do very well there with it. Number three. According to Yahoo's Chris Haynes, new Lakers head coach Darvin Ham plans to run his offense. Uh, through Anthony Davis instead of LeBron James, and LeBron sp- supports the idea. Oh, when is he going to bring back the old triangle that Tex ran back in the Riley days that dominated? You know what I'm talking about? The triangle, the high post? They can put him out there? I mean, he's <laughs> certainly skilled enough to do that, isn't he? I believe so. Uh, and then you dish to LeBron, he still gets 40. Actually, uh, and, and you know I'm not a Lakers guy. <laughs> But uh, that actually sounds pretty smart. And, it, and, of course, he's got LeBron on board. If that weren't the case, he, he'd be walking Skid Row. Oh, number four. Uh, Dream Cakes is closing the doors to both of its Alabama locations on August 13th. Yeah, I read this. You ever had one? I have. Yeah, you ever, ever had one of those Dream Cupcakes? Yes, yeah, so good. Ugh. They used to pull up in our parking lot when I was working at a cluster radio station, and everybody except the on-air people would be gone, and even some of them. <laughs> Just put on what we call bathroom LPs and head out. Uh, yeah, I understand it was uh, it was an issue with uh, a lease. It was. They raised the lease. Same thing with uh, Superior Grill. Zone. But they've got to raise their prices because everybody else is raising their prices. The world is out of control. Uh, but it will regain its stability tomorrow at noon. Hey, Jay, have a great afternoon. Andrew. I'll see you in two hours. Thank you, guys. Let's get out of here. Oh, and thank you to Josh and Joe. Hi, this is Wes McClellan.